Welcome to the Baby Project Podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Elise. Uh, This will be a weekly podcast about our journey becoming first-time parents. We're doing this for two reasons. First reason, of course, maybe our child somewhere down the line will want to listen to it and and hear our anxieties and our fears (laughs) and everything as we became first-time parents. But also, there are a lot of people out there going through the same thing that we are, and, and it's scary. It's intimidating. It's a lot of anxiety wrapped up into this and maybe if they listen to it they might hear something that they're experiencing and then know that they're not alone that there's a sense of camaraderie and it's some way of bonding strangers together should be fun so i can remember being like five or six ish the first time i watched child's play do you remember child's play i never saw it but i know what you're talking about yeah what's it what, what? Chucky. 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 Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, what is he he's a murdering doll he's so hideous um, so bad and i don't i don't remember the exact setup situation of why i watched it whether it was like on the usa network yeah because i know they used to run part two and part three a lot hmm. um but it's probably my uncle. He always he was always shit watching horror movies, but I can remember for a couple years after the fact when whenever I went to the bathroom, I had to yank open the shower curtain. Um, if they were closed, I had to yank them. I couldn't slowly pull them open. I had to basically rip them off the things. Yeah, off the O rings, um, just to make sure Chucky. <laughs> wasn't in the bathtub and i don't i don't remember it's been a long time since i watched child's play the original yeah so i don't remember if there's an actual scene where he's in the in the bathtub yeah and like hop like jumps through the shower curtain yeah but i always had to make sure before i urinated before i took a deuce <laughs> the chucky was not gonna get me yeah um do you have any situations where you watched something that was obviously inappropriate for children <laughs> when you were a kid <laughs> Um, I mean, I remember watching The Ring for the first time, but I think I was in like middle school, so yeah, I was you older. Eleven. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I remember seeing a scary movie when I was younger. Anytime my parents had like, because back then they used to rent movies, so anytime mom and dad, you know, rented a movie or whatever, I would like want to watch it with them. They'd be like, "All right, well you can watch it, but we're gonna tell you to cover your eyes at certain parts." And I think one time they got like We Were Soldiers, okay, and with Mel I think. Yeah, and I think it's got um, some some pretty graphic, gruesome scenes. Graphic I've never attacks. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen the whole thing, but I just remember there were like different times when they were like, "All right, you know, cover your eyes, shut your eyes." And had they you know. seen the movie before? No, I think that was their first time watching it. So that's probably the that's probably not the best thing to do because you don't know when the things are coming. Right. Right. So right. like you're gonna get the visual before they're like, "Oh, c- c- cover your eyes." Elise. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I can um, I can remember. We used to go to church when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, from like when I was, until I was 10, I believe was the last time mm-hmm. uh, my family went. But um, I can remember we rented Happy Gilmore. Mm-hmm. And like, ninety, it would have been 97, I think, because we rented it from the video store when it was new. Uh-huh. And um, have you ever seen Happy Gilmore? I have many times. Um, but it's, it's PG-13, yeah. right? It's not yeah. rated R. Yeah. Um, but like I'm six, my oldest brother is nine Mm. at the time. And I can remember my mom 
getting into a tizzy because mm-hmm. we had some church she had some church friends coming over and we we could not be watching that movie that movie <laughs> could not be on the tv we had to pull it out of the vcr if you remember those we had yes. to pull it out of the vcr we had to put the tape away yeah you had and to put on a good face for the church crowd i just thought it was weird because like there's like there's nothing terrible in that movie like yeah. you have i mean you have some cursing you have some violence but well, it's, yeah it's comical and yeah. like there's one sexual joke in the whole thing but if you praise jesus you just can't be watching that stuff that's the whole thing about that yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a bit much, I would say. <laughs> um, but, like, I remember going to the video store. I uh, love movies. It's very obvious at this point. But there's a video store just down the street from my house, from the house I grew up in. And I could spend hours on a Friday, like, after school, just browsing movies. You know, I like asked my mom if she'd heard of this one, asked my dad if he'd heard of this one what have you and like they would tell me no don't get that one you can't get that one whatever but like as as i mean well as i grew up it's when my parents got divorced is what really my dad not saying like he didn't care right but he wasn't strict about things Uh so like i can remember in 19 or 2000 um i was 10 years old i rented um scream three uh now granted those movies stopped being scary after the first one <laughs> um but like that's an r-rated movie there's violence and gore in it i don't think yeah. there's nudity but yeah. um you know my dad didn't care about that i remember one of my favorite movies when i was a kid is this movie called the wood it's about this this man uh this guy um he's the best man at his friend's wedding in inglewood california and it flashes back to their childhood growing up but mm. it's rated r there's uh, there's a uh, no graphic sex scene, sex scene, but it's extended. Like mm. the jokes, there's jokes about dicks and mm. there's violence in it, drug use, language. And I came out in '99. I watched it in 1999. <laughs> I rented it from the video store. Um, but like there there came a point where I might have been 10 maybe, mm. and my mom told the video store it was perfectly all right for her children to go rent R-rated movies. Without her being there. What? Just she gave blanket consent. Wow. Um, right. So as long as we didn't get porn, <laughs> it was fine. Right. Um, yeah. Like what, what do you think the appropriateness of that sort of like, when can they, when, when can you, when should you transition them from SpongeBob to, you know, more mature stuff? Like, I don't say family guy, cause that's very immature, but more adult oriented. Um, I mean, especially when it comes to scary stuff, like, I don't know the best time to transition them. I feel like it's going to vary from child to child. Um, And I feel like it's also going to vary with, like, where they're at mentally, you know? I mean, do we feel like our six-year-old could handle watching, like, The Ring? I don't know. And then I don't want them to, like, start off with something, like, super heavy, like Saw. I don't know. That feels kind of heavy to me. Or, like, maybe not Saw, maybe that's a bad one, but... The Conjuring. That one to me is like super heavy or like paranormal. I don't know. But I mean. Well, if you you think about The Ring, I do believe is rated PG-13. So it's parental guidance for anyone under 13. So a six-year-old conceivably could handle it if a a parent is uh, guiding them through it. Like, oh, this is this, this and that. Um, But like The Conjuring, that's rated R. That's, you're not going to get away with that. Um, Well, I guess I just, my concern is. Are they going to get nightmares, you know? And I 
I don't want them to, to feel unsafe in their home. And I feel like no matter what age we introduce scary material to them or even sexual material or whatever, like, you know, there, I want them to feel safe in their home. So I, I don't know what the best age is. I, I've always felt like, you know, between like six and eight, maybe for the scary stuff. And then for like the more mature, you know, heated scenes like Titanic or the gore in Saw or I don't know, mature humor in whatever movie, fill in the blank. I feel like they would be older. Um, but the other thing but too is do like, you go do you go by rating? Do you like well, you're seven, you can't watch PG thirteen movies. I mean, I would like to, but I feel like we have seen that the ratings are extremely unreliable. Like you could have a PG thirteen movie and there would be a bunch of swearing, or there may be a sex scene, or there may be kind of a gory scene. Like there, well, we there watched, are movies. That... We watched Sixteen Candles recently, and that's yeah, that's a PG rated movie, and there are bare breasts in that, right? Close up, not right. like in the background, out of focus. Right. Like they so are the shot. Yeah, so I don't feel like I can really trust a rating. Well, I mean, but does the rating ultimately? Because you don't know what image is going to stick with a child. That's true. Like. Um, like I was afraid of Chucky, uh, when we watched Cujo, um, I know my brother became like deathly afraid of dogs and it didn't affect me at all. Mm. Um, and so like, it's, it's hard to determine what is going to impact your child mentally. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, not even just horror movies, like you could watch something like, um, oh, what is it? The never ending story. That's a, that's a kid's flick. Right. Mm. But it's got some dark overtones it does especially like where he's trying to drag the horse out of the lake the lake of despair i do believe it's been a long time but yeah sure like that could that mm. that could stick with a kid or even the shot yeah. the close-up of the princess crying as she's screaming for i think she's screaming for a tray you oh yeah like, yeah you're right that is kind of dark. that's visually haunting in and of itself yeah, that's true and that's that's true that's a kid's movie you, you bring up a good point I guess I don't know. I mean, you know, I feel like those would be the movies that I would want our babe, our our children to kind of start with, like the ones where we think like it's not it's not haunting, and if you can't handle this, then like clearly you can't handle things that have more graphic or even darker undertones or whatever. I mean, even if you want to start like if you want to go to Disney movies, um, that's usually that's usually the bread and butter of. Put on Pocahontas, put on, you know, Hercules, whatever. The brightly colored music, dancing, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but, like, Pixar is huge now. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the Cars franchise, which is very bland. Like, it's like, not that's, good. I think it's still only, the only Pixar movies people usually don't like are mm-hmm. the Cars movies. But did you know, did you know Cars, the, the Cars brand is um, one of the most lucrative brands Disney owns? It brings in over a billion dollars every year in merchandise sales. That's literally ridiculous. That's why they have three of them. That's, that's why they didn't stop at number one. That's dumb. Um, but like Toy Story 3, mm. the ending where they're in that furnace, that's some yeah. heavy shit. <laughs> like, it could be. Yeah. I, if a kid can understand like what's happening, like those... those toys are going to die. Right. You know, right. That, could, that could haunt them for a while. That's true. That's true. And then, you know, can we then go forward and say, well, then you're limited on what specific Disney movies you can watch? I don't feel like they don't. I don't feel like they need to be that limited. Well, see, the thing is, I don't think we should limit them kind of really at all. Like, you, you guide them, obviously. You want to 
structure what they can and cannot see. Right. Um, but there's some things that they're going to see that you have to, you have to be parents. You have to talk them through it and like yeah. help them understand why things are, are what they are, especially something like, uh, the ending, like the ending of Toy Story 3. Well, the climax of Toy Story 3. But I feel like that conversation is so much different if you're doing it with a Disney movie versus American Psycho. Well, American Psycho is just, that's a classic. So, I mean, no, it's going to be hard. No. I mean, that one's very Absolutely easy to explain. Not. It's not a good movie for a young child to watch. I actually think, I actually think uh, on its surface, you may not believe that, but deep, like, thematically i believe it is you no, know. no it deals I, I with the so. sociopath and it helps it's, you understand emotions and empathy it's gross what child is going to understand what he is who he is what he does why he is what he is like no no child no young brain who cannot critically think yet is going to understand that i read that you develop cognitive reasoning at age seven around age seven to where you understand right from wrong um, I think that's actually a good example of using American Psycho. We should totally do that. We can show our kids We're once, not doing that. once they develop the, the ability to decipher right from wrong. It's not a thing. Um, we can show we can show Elijah American Psycho absolutely and not. be like, "This is not a man to idolize." No, absolutely not. The internet. Yes. Great place. Also scary place. Yes. Um, Thank you. A lot of things are lawless wastelands. <laughs> um, you can get lost very quickly. Very quickly. You can take a wrong turn mm-hmm. and wind up and just keep going so far from where you wanted to go. Yes. Um, there was a, there was a thing a couple years ago. I don't I don't remember the full specifics, um, but there it's called ElsaGate. It was called ElsaGate. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube Kids. So what happened was YouTube had a lot of kids shows, a lot of kids programming, but yeah. their algorithm. Um, based on views and like ad buys and all this stuff mm. would you a parent would plop their kid in front of their tablet mm. or their cell phone mm. and then play a kid's YouTube video mm. and then it would autoplay to something that kids probably shouldn't watch. Right. Um, whether it's like a sexy music video or like Momo medical or... procedures. Yeah. I think Momo's after that. Oh, was it? I think oh, Momo's okay. after that. Right. Yeah. Um, and so they, sta- so they got flack for that. So they established YouTube kids to try to help counteract that so you have youtube youtube kids yeah all all content that is rated for children goes on youtube kids Mm. but what began to happen was i believe there's some auto-created cartoons they just take like keywords Mm. and they'll put them into the video so like if someone searches for spider-man spider-man's gonna uh, like automatically be entered in the video i don't know how they work yeah it's computer stuff yeah um but elsagate there was this video series of a woman dressed up like Elsa, and she was getting, like, beaten, tacked, oh eyes pulled out or gouged out oh. or something like that. Oh, my God. Um, and, like, that content got flagged, obviously, because people were like, what are you, what, what is this? What, what is this? What is yeah. this on YouTube Kids? Yeah. Um, and so, like, even, tr- even trying to trust that this big, faceless, evil corporation is going to help, you know, raise your kids for you. The entertainment they watch, you still have to be on top of. I I agree. And I feel like, in a sense, like, that's why I would like to think that you and I would be careful about how much time they spend watching or being on the internet or being on their tablets or being on the television. Like, at some point, I, I feel like we do have to say, okay, 
you can't be on your tablet all the time or you can't be on the internet all the time. You know, you get set amount of time or you can be on the the internet for an extended period of time on car trips or whatever. Like we, we do have to kind of monitor that because if we do, I mean, I know there are some children who are told or are taught that they can watch just an unlimited amount of things on their tablets or on the internet. Like, I feel like that's when you run into trouble because at some point the kid is going to get bored in my mind and they're going to, you know, look for other things to watch. And they may at that point start looking at things they shouldn't be looking at. Um, and how do they know? I mean, they're still exploring, you know? Yeah. And we don't know what's on there. Like I said, that's a, right. tre- that's a mystery. It's a treasure trove of unknown sources. Right. We don't, you, you know? know, and like they had a thing about, um, Oh, man, what was it? You you said it a little Momo. bit ago. Momo. What was right. Momo? Momo was this, from what I understood, this, I actually tried to search for it, and I think by the time I tried, they had taken it down, but um, it was actually this cartoon that talked and encouraged kids to, like, kill themselves or, like, hurt themselves, and it would be in some of their cartoon, like, videos that they would be watching, Um that, that's what I thought I, I that's what I thought it was. I know she was telling the kids to do dark things. Um, and then she would even threaten like if you don't do this, like Momo's gonna come visit you and like just these really and I mean if you see if you've ever seen or googled the face of Momo, like she is a scary looking bitch. I mean, honestly, you know. Um, so I know that that even got in, you know, onto kids things and so I believe that was on YouTube kids. It was. was yeah. That was the controversy. Right. Right. I think we even thought that your niece had seen it at one point. Bailey? Maybe. Yeah. Probably. She's always on the phone. She watches some weird stuff. That's the other thing. Like, how, you know, the more time they spend on the internet, like, this, the more you start seeing them watch weird things. Like, other kid, you know, like, Paisley will watch other kids playing video games. I don't know. That's just, that's a weird thing well, a for a child her age to watch. A lot of people watch other people play video games. I you suppose. Have, you have people that make a living playing video games <laughs> and having people watch them do it. Um, no, I mean, the specific video game she was watching was Hello Neighbor, and that's kind of a, that's kind of a weird setup for a game, because you yeah. have to, you have to avoid your neighbor who's trying to take over your life. Yeah. Like, that's move into just, your house yeah, and steal your girl and stuff. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. But, so... But visual, that's not the only entertainment. You have music, you have books. You got me there. Like, I I remember when I was younger, Mm. when we were churchgoers, the only music we could listen to was country music because my mom thought that that was the tamest. We weren't going to be hearing whatever's on the pop stations. So that's why I grew up listening like Tim McGraw, Kenny Chesney, Faith Hill, Faith Hill, yeah. Shania Twain, Garth oh, Brooks. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can remember like that one song um, by Iman. Oh, don't want you back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was that, so dark. Well, like I said, after my parents got divorced, they kind of like there things le- got more lenient. Sure. Things lessened. Sure. Um, the rope, you know, wasn't as taut. Right. Um, and like, we would sing that on the radio, my mom would get mad. Um, I remember we had to, we had uh, to like, not a negotiation, but like a debate with her as to why it's okay to say damn, because it's in the song. (laughs) 
like did your um, did your parents police your music because i know you talk about your dad played you patsy klein yeah when i so when i was a little girl when i was like a toddler i for some reason had just this big thing about patsy klein two songs in specific um which were crazy and pieces pieces that's what it was i i had to remember it because i feel like if my mother listened to this right now she'd be absolutely ashamed so um crazy and pieces were just like my songs in fact they would come on the radio and little me does not understand you can't rewind the way the radio so i would constantly ask my parents after i heard it on the radio like i would beg them literally beg them to rewind it and they would try their hardest to explain that they can't do that with things on the radio um I don't feel like they really policed, monitored the music that I listened to. Because I don't know if I ever strayed away and wanted to listen to, like, take rap, for instance. I didn't start listening to certain types of rap until I was older. And I think that's just because I knew, like, what was tasteful and what was not. Um, I guess just because I developed those tastes as I grew up. Um, So I always listened to, like you know, country music, or I remember having the soundtrack of Sister Act. Um, for those of you laughing, forget you. It's so good. Um, <laughs> Imagine the person sitting, you know, driving to work, listening to this going, that's right. Back in, <laughs> back in the habit. <laughs> that's the second one, sir. That was, I know, that oh. was, that was the joke. Oh, okay. Because well, like their, anyway. their knowledge of Sister Act is so deep. Yeah. That they... So anyway, my parents did not really have to police. I don't remember them policing my music. And I even remember like my dad would listen to like some of his, some of the rock that he listened to growing up, which some of that included the Rolling Stones. I mean, if you remember the song, I think it's called Beast of Burden. Um, Like that's not exactly like a kid's song, you know? I mean, if you listen to the lyrics, it's not. But I mean... I don't remember them ever really policing me. And I think that's because they knew I didn't choose to listen to those things. Um, Same thing with books. Like, I don't remember them policing what I could and could not read. I think, well, I think it's, I think it's more difficult. I think books might be the most difficult because it's not something you just consume in an hour, an hour and a half. Like, yeah, they're big. Like Harry Potter, if, if, you know, you didn't know anything about it, the first book is 300 pages. That's not something you're just going to get through. Right. You know, so like right. you'd have to go, you'd have to go by what is popular. So like, you know, Stephen King writes adult stories. You're not going to let your six-year-old read Stephen King book. Absolutely not. No. Right. Um. But like, you know, if they're like, oh, the Hunger Games. I've never read the Hunger Games, but right. um, mm-hmm. I imagine yeah. they're violent, right? Right. right. Yeah, they got to be. I mean, if you see the movies. Yeah. Yeah. So like, do you let them do that? But but then you're but then they're like oh i wanted to read lord of the rings that's fine those are just high fantasy novels it's yeah. pretty advanced for a, a little uh, for you know a, a prepubescent child but <laughs> what if they want to go to like they they're like okay well i really dug the high fantasy i'm going to i'm going to delve deeper into it i'm going to start reading thomas covenant the unbeliever uh-huh. i found like you know dad i see your books there mm-hmm. thomas the covenant Thomas Covenant, The Unbeliever. Mm. The first book is called Lord Falsbane. Mm. The main character mm. rapes a woman. Oh my god. Near the beginning of a story. That is awful. It's pretty far from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but that's the point. 
we right. we would if if you know if I hadn't already read the books, we wouldn't know, we that. know that. Yeah, we we'd probably have to like read the Reader's Digest version of like every book that our child wants to like look into or. Like yeah. they, I guess we'd that's have true. to. They're we'd on have, Wikipedia, aren't they? Yeah, they'd have to like tell us, like, "Mom, Dad, I'm thinking about reading this." Okay, you know, give us like 48 hours before we give you our approval. Like, it'd have to be like a formal process. I don't know. I don't know if that's even gonna work, but I mean, yeah, we could always try. I mean, Actually, oh well. No, go ahead. I was gonna say the only the one time I do remember my parents policing my sisters and I is I think we were started watching. I think Dad said it was Power Rangers. And he seemed to notice that when we were watching Power Rangers, we started beating each other up. We started started using some of the moves that we saw in Power Rangers, and we started hurting one another. And he said, the moment, the moment we let, we, you know, stopped letting you guys watch Power Rangers, it's like it went away. He, he, he's convinced it was like the craziest thing to see us change overnight after watching Power Rangers. So that is the one time they did police us. I don't mean, I, I believe that wholeheartedly because I learned everything I know about karate from Three Ninjas. You did not. <laughs> no, from Three Ninjas. There's really? Three Ninjas, Three Ninjas uh, Knuckle Up, Three Ninjas Strike Back. Oh my goodness. And then High Noon Omega Mountain, but we don't talk about that one. <laughs> um. But yeah, we would like when it came to books, we would have to because you're right. It's not like we can just watch like a trailer or whatever. I mean, we would have to like read like the Reader's Digest version of like what is included in this book. Yeah, because um, like something we would think is okay, we wouldn't really know about like Lord's Fowl, like Lord Falsbane or Tom the Chronicles of Thomas Covenant, the Unbeliever. Right. Those are high fantasy, very reminiscent of Lord of the Rings, but right or even like Lord of the Flies, like. It sounds innocent, but if you think about, like, certain passages from that book, it gets dark. Like, a kid, I thought I remember a kid dying. Doesn't he, like, fall off a cliff and he dies? Yeah, he gets his head smashed on a rock. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so much. That's so, Piggy. that's they too, call him Pig- I, I think it was Piggy. Piggy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. very, yeah. It, it's too much for a kid that's that young. But you wouldn't know that if you just took it by his title, Lord of the Flies. That sounds ridiculous. Go for it, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, there's... I mean, they're obviously going to hear about these books... From other kids that they go to school with. Um, that's how I heard about a lot of the books that I decided to read. Um, and I feel like, in a sense, like the books that I read um, kind of grew up with me. Like, as I grew, so did the material I read, you know? Yeah. So, like, some of, like, you know, when I was a teenager in high school thinking I just had it so rough in life or just trying to understand what life was and la la la. Like, you know, I think I read material that that I could relate to in, in those teenage years. Um, so, I mean, I don't know there, you know, there is that. And I guess I hope that our kids tend to do that where they tend to choose books that they can relate to, not necessarily books that are just ridiculous. Like not to say Stephen King is ridiculous. He's not, he's a very good author, but like he writes dark stuff. That's that's what he is. That's who he is. Um, and I would want them to read that all the time. I would want them to kind of read things that, they could relate to, you know, like even Harry Potter. That was the a very large appeal for our eight, for our generation, because that's you know Harry Potter came out when what'd you say we were ten? Um, I think it became huge here in America when we were ten. The yeah. fourth book in two thousand. I remember getting the my mom got me the uh, the first two books in a double pack for Christmas in ninety nine, um, and she, I, I I had never heard of them. I didn't know what they were. And she said, "Yeah, some lady at work was telling me that her son really liked these books. So I figured, you know, I get them for you." Right. And like, little did I know that was 
a life-changing moment. Well, it wasn't life. It wasn't life-changing. It was just like I, mean, I was on the outside of this big bubble. Yeah, yeah. And then you read it, and you're like, I understand. I have seen light. Well, not even that. I guess, yeah. You're yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Harry Potter. So. I know. Harry Potter is wonderful. And what's unique about those books is that as you continue to read them, they grow up. They grow up along with the characters, but they also grew up with us, for those of us who are reading them. And we would be able to relate to them more and in a different way versus when we first read the first one when we were 10. Um, so I guess I'm hoping that our kids choose to read things like that. I wouldn't mind if they read things like that. And sometimes, unfortunately, those... Like, I know some of the... Like, I was a big fan of Sarah Dessen books. And some of those books... A lot of her books was um, were written based on a teenage girl of some form and would have a storyline around a teenage girl. And, like, some of those teenage girls within the stories, like, were sexually abused. But, you know, it wouldn't go into graphic details like Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, you could pretty much fill in the, de- the you know, fill in the blank of what was happening. Well, Fifty um, Shades of Grey is porn. Like, just because it's a written I word just... doesn't mean it's not pornography <laughs> i was just using that as an example to compare it i mean well i would, I would hope our, our teenage kid isn't reading 50 shades of gray i would hope not either we would that give, would be we one would that wanna, i we would want to give them a better book to read if yeah. they want that type of okay no you went the opposite way i was thinking we'd take that away and tell them to find something else to read like as in nothing from that genre <laughs> that it tries to be a part of <laughs> um I mean, we also would want to believe that our child is going to ask us questions about stuff. I mean, when they're younger, like, they're not going to have these... If they read books or watch movies have, uh, and listen to music, they're not going to have, like, these deep thematic things they're going to have to think about and, and deal with and think critically about. But, like, as they get older, obviously, we would hope if they read, um, like, something like Dear Alice, even though that book's trash... Um, it was supposedly a found diary about this girl who like did drugs and had sex and ran away from home and stuff like that. Oh my goodness! All right. It's not. It's not real. It's a made up story. Oh, all right. And it was published as a found diary. Mm. Um, but it was really popular. Or go ask Alice, not dear Alice. Go ask oh. Alice. All right. Um, but it was really popular. Mm. Um, but like you would hope that they like they would read that and then they would ask us questions. They would want to. Yeah. They would want to hear our opinion of it. And I don't remember asking my mom these things or my dad these things. Oh my gosh. I I think I overly shared with my mom. I'm not really embarrassed of it. In fact, it's actually a big joke that I would... I have a very good relationship with my mom and I'm very proud of that. Very happy happy about that. Um, but her and I tend to talk about like almost everything. And um, there were times, for example, when I thought about saying a swear word. You know, back then, <laughs> and I would like confess to her because I felt guilty. I would like, be like, mom, I thought about saying the S word today. She'd be like, it's okay. Just, just, I'm glad you didn't do it. It's okay. You know, like, I don't know. I'd have these like moments of confession. Anyway, and so I would constantly ask her about things that like I heard on the radio. So, like, for example, Tim McGraw had a song called, um, uh, that one where it talks about I had a barbecue stain on my white t-shirt. She was killing, killing me in that, that mini skirt. When I heard mini skirt, I was like, what's mini skirt? What is that? Because I was like, I just, I didn't know what that was. You know, I that was so strange to hear that. And I was like, what is that? And I can't remember if I made it up in my head or if my mom told me that it's a skirt with mini on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> or And obviously you get older and you're like, oh, that's what that means. 
But I would ask her all the time about things that I would hear or things that I would see. And, and it's actually, I mean, that's a good thing to bring up because, like, there's a line, right? right? If they're too young, you don't want to tell them, like, right. oh, this is what sex is. Right. Or This like, is what decapitation means. <laughs> things like that. You, right. You, you have to either lie to them or give them some version of the truth. Abstract. Yeah. Like I the the classic example that I think of that I know we're going to be asked is like our five year old when he decides to ask us like where do babies come from like I am not even remotely prepared for that question because like I don't want to tell him the story of like the birds and the bees but in the same respect I want to tell him without telling him well, you know, exactly what, we, what it is what we do is we set him down in front of the TV and play a no. Blu-ray copy of Storks absolutely not I don't even know what that is but I feel like it's just porn and you're going to show our son porn is that what it is what is Storks? it Storks yeah I don't know Is it, it sounds dirty it's, is an that anima- it's an animated movie that came out like four years ago five years ago it's about Storks delivering babies <laughs> and I believe they deliver the wrong baby <laughs> This is what I mean by lying to them. <laughs> Painting a better world for them. No, because that Why would I show our child pornography? I don't know. You, It would be like you to say that. You say that stuff all the time. I am very serious. Oh my God, this you is, are the opposite This is serious. our child we're talking about. Good Lord. And you want to show him American freaking psycho. What? Stamped approved, moving on. So that is... So no, like I don't want to... I don't want to lie to them to the point... Like... First of all, in a sense, we're kind of already going to be lying to him or her about like Santa or the Tooth Fairy or, you know, something like that. I don't want to lie to them so hard about a concept they're actually going to use in life. Like if you want to have children, this is what you have to do. Like, so I don't want to show them the story of storks and so totally create this very false illusion and then them find out one day and possibly be embarrassed by some of the people they go to school with, like, that's not where babies come from, dude. Like, no, it's, the process is a lot dirtier than that. I, you know, I don't know. Like, I just. Because then that friend will take them to their house and show them on their computer that doesn't have the parental codes on it, the parental locks. See? Exactly that where could babies happen. come from. Exactly. And at least we set him up for some sort of success when we tell him without telling him the gruesome, like, I don't want to say gruesome details, but like without telling him more than what he really needs to know at the age of five. It obviously got more difficult to manage what your children were watching when we were growing up because we grew up with the growth of the... Internet. Internet. Yes. I can remember. Computers. I can remember um, like when Napster was big. I don't and you remember would, that. Okay. Napster? No, I don't remember that. It was like the first MP3 like music downloading thing. I don't remember. Never? That. I don't know if I got one. I got some sort of MP3 player when I was older, but <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think it was a Napster. Anyway. No, no. Napster is a program on your computer. So anyhow, yeah, illegally download. Clearly, I don't. So I didn't do that. I think I had LimeWire for a minute, but it, like LimeWire. You know. So Napster was the first. Okay. And like that was a that was a big thing. It got lawsuits. And then you had yeah. LimeWire, Kazaa, Grokster, or Grokster, however you pronounce it. Yeah. Um. But like eventually, you could download videos. You could download yeah. photos. Ooh. 
And I remember, like, you know, my parents got divorced in 99 when I was nine. And we had, they had shared parenting. So, like, my mom and my dad each had a computer. Mm. But they had different, uh, you know, ideas of how to protect the computer from children children getting on the internet um <laughs> my dad's thought was why even bother so like <laughs> you, you, we, we could download a bunch you know whatever in the middle of the night and he wouldn't he wouldn't know at least that's what we thought um he's also not super computer savvy because he was already you know, he's you know he's from kentucky they're, they're already 20 years behind everybody else oh my goodness not everybody anyway sorry to offend the people in kentucky <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, like I can remember being 10 or 11 and like my oldest brother, you know, downloading pornographic pictures onto my dad's computer from like, now granted ruining the computer because there's viruses all over the place coming from those things. Oh my God. But I can remember and like there was no policing, there was no guarding children against it because it was, it was new. 